Hi, it's Bill Prentice, uh, CEO of Meridian Energy Group. Outstanding, and uh, thank you very much for joining us. I know we do a – well, first of all, before we get into kind of the year in review a little bit, one of the things that I like to tell people that – when they ask us why, you know, why do you cover so much of Meridian Energy Group and the Davis Refinery? You know, when you really take a step back and look at it, number one, this is the first refinery in 50 years. That is extremely newsworthy. Number two, the Bakken is changing his- historically to the tune to where we're adding a refinery. And number three, when a refinery comes, it creates so much economic opportunity and family opportunity through the ripples that. This is going to be something we're going to be reading about in history books, not only in newspapers and on the radio and television and internet, but I truly, truly believe that um, what you guys are doing and what's happening in Belfield, North Dakota, and in the Bakken is going to be read about by my kids in uh, in history class one day. Do, do you guys ever take a step back and realize that, or do you disagree with that as far as the historical precedent of what's going on? Well, yeah, thanks for asking that question. I, it's something that we've been talking about quite a bit lately. When, when we first started this project, um, you know, we didn't have anything like that in mind. We just uh, thought that we could do a better job than the industry in general was doing in terms of how to design and operate a refinery. And then it, it finally sunk in when, uh, when we got the, the draft permit to construct from the health department, the oil and gas journal calls the fact that we as a small full conversion refinery were able to get this done as a synthetic minor source. The uh, oil and gas journal called that a historic event in the industry. And we just kind of started to take, pay attention to some of these things. And it was, uh, it was amazing to us to realize how much we had accomplished in terms of uh, defining this project and, and integrating all of this technology. And, uh, you know, it was very humbling and, and uh, exciting at the same time. Uh, we, we do embrace that. We, we're very proud of the fact that this is going to be historic in the industry, and, and we're very proud of this. How about some of the recent news that has come out just in the past week here? Uh, with the EPC contractor that you guys have uh, either gone to agreement with or a contract with. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, as you know, we've been in the engineering on this project for three years or so, and uh, finally come to the point where we need to be thinking ahead to the full uh, design construction of the point, where you have to have a single company that... um, is in charge of uh, pulling all, all together and doing it so uh, on a, uh, a set price and a performance guaranteed basis. Uh, so we've been negotiating for the past several months with a couple of firms and uh, finally decided on and awarded a contract uh, just uh, today uh, to McDermott International, uh, which is a, a major international firm uh, publicly held. Uh, very active in refining and, and so forth uh, all around the world. And we're very excited about that project. Uh, you know, the engineering procurement construction side of things is uh, probably the major uh, risk mitigation effort for a company like ours. 
and we're very happy to have McDermott as a partner on that part of the project. Um, this is probably the, the major milestone uh, in addition to the permit to construct that we've achieved over the last 12 months. And uh, did, I don't know if you mentioned that, but they're out of Houston, is that right? Uh, yeah, they're headquartered in Houston. Okay. Uh, around the world. Uh, and they've been around, uh, you know, I consider myself ancient in this business. And uh, 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 under the name J. Ray McDermott, uh, they were around when I was just a, a kid in the business, uh, building offshore uh, oil platforms and that sort of thing. And a couple of years back, they bought CB&I, uh, which has also been around forever. Uh, so the combination of the two firms makes them extraordinarily strong in this whole area. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the permit to construct. Of course, that's probably, I would imagine, the um, big event of the year, if you will, if you were to uh, summarize your year, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. But... Uh, Talk to me a little bit about uh, the permit to construct, you know, and the site construction, how it's coming along, and uh, where we're kind of at with that. Well, sure. Uh, you know, the siting stuff and the permitting stuff, uh, you know, if you recall about a year ago, we were just getting ready for our uh, public hearing out in Dickinson uh, for that permit to construct from the uh, health department. And, uh, you know, following that, took several months more to get that, that permit actually awarded to us in June. And that, again, was the, the product of an extraordinary amount of effort on our part and the air quality division at the Department of Health, and in and of itself a major accomplishment. Um, and that, that consumed us for a good portion of, of this year, uh, that engineering. But following the... Uh, the permit to construct in June, we, you know, about uh, three or four weeks later, we actually began site work, uh, grading and drainage and, and so forth, site preparation at the site. And we're pretty much done. I think uh, last week or this week, we went ahead and buttoned up the, the site activity for the winter. And we'll be resuming uh, as soon as weather allows, you know, uh, April, May kind of time frame. So, you know, that's, that's been carried forward. Uh, uh, the engineering is carried forward. Uh, the project is moving ahead very quickly. A uh, two-part question here for the next one. You know, we're talking about the permit to construct. Uh, another, I guess, issuance that you got was the uh, synthetic miner source. Um, talk to me, I guess, uh, two-part question. The first one was, uh, you guys knew what you were doing. You had a lot of uh, people, professionals, experts hired to back up what you were doing, yet you got pressed pretty hard uh, by a number of uh, activist groups, if you will, or whatever it might be. In the end, though, you, you guys were validated that your science, your, I guess, claims that you made in the beginning were all correct. Um, how... How was that process going through, knowing that you guys were in the right, and then in the end, how was it to be validated with that? Well, it was a very contentious process, as you as you point out. I mean, that's uh, the nature of our our economy, our society. Uh, uh, everything seems to be a fight, and uh, we all get very upset about that and worried about it in the process. But that's what makes 
makes our country stronger. I mean, we have people opposing us every step of the way. Uh, I would argue that our project is stronger. Uh, this refinery is going to be cleaner as a result of that opposition. Uh, we know going into this, uh, you know, we looked at, at various sites and, and selected this one knowing that it was about uh, three and a half miles away from the uh, TR National Park and that as a result, we're going to have to meet class one air quality standards. That is as stringent as you can possibly get. So we set about engineering a plant that could do that, uh, found out that with modern technology, uh, we could build a small, compact, uh, very efficient refinery that's still a full conversion plant, meaning creating all the, the, the required retail products of uh, of diesel and gasoline and so forth that were, were in demand by the local market and yet still achieve those, those very low, very stringent synthetic minor source uh, standards. So, yeah, it was contentious. Uh, we, you know, we knew that was going to be a challenge, but we faced it and we invested a lot to make sure this project was going to meet those requirements. So, you know, again, uh, product of that opposition is they, they will have helped us create a refinery that is exceptionally clean and a model for what we can replicate in almost every place in the, in the country. What are you hearing from some of the locals, by the way? I know that, um, you know, a year ago they were very much in favor of it. You know, f- flash forward a year, um, are, are they still... You know, as much in favor of it now that they've had a year or two digest it? Has anybody come forward with any complaints, or are they still, you know, showing up to the meetings and giving you guys pat on the backs and saying, let's get this thing built? Well, you know, we're we're in the litigation phase on several of our permits. That was anticipated. Uh, we seem to be holding our own. So we're kind of out of the public appearance uh, sort of business on the on this part of the project, uh, whenever there's any kind of a hearing or anything like that, we still have people showing up in support of the project, and we're, we're very grateful for that. But uh, by and large, uh, everybody's just kind of waiting for us to uh, to get a little bit more showing up in the field to, <laughs> to demonstrate that this project is actually getting built. So, you know, as of right now, everybody that drives by will occasionally comment back to us that they're happy to see the earthwork uh, sure. being done. But I think everybody's going to be a lot happier when uh, when they see steel going up and, and see people getting hired. You mentioned um, litigation, and in our previous interview, you've you brought up that was kind of the new normal. And uh, you still feel that way today that, um, you know, a lot of these, these projects, they get held up because of litigation, and that's kind of the new normal. And um, have you guys, I guess, uh, uh, how, how have you tackled that, you know, now that we're, you know, about a month away from um, when you brought that up before? Because that kind of seemed like it was a surprise, the new normal, if you will. That why, that's why the, new, the word new is in there. Um, just kind of talk to me about that a little bit, you know, now that you've had a little bit longer to process that new normal part, does that, um, is, is that satisfying everybody in terms of some of the people that were maybe protesting or, or causing appeals and that sort of thing? Well, you know, the people that oppose the project simply because it's an oil project, uh, 
are never going to be happy. Uh, so, you know, we go about our business and, and move the project forward. So lots of times all that's left uh, is for people to uh, go down to the courthouse and, and express their displeasure there. So we have to be ready for that. Uh, by new normal, I guess, you know, we face the fact that uh, this is an ongoing part of any kind of a, a business like ours. And so, uh, unfortunately, uh, in addition to uh, a great many highly talented engineers, uh, we have a, uh, a proportionally higher uh, number of uh, attorneys on staff than any company has ever had to have in this business before. Um, you know, big companies and small companies uh, have to face that new reality. Uh, it's a bigger burden on a smaller company like ourselves just getting started. But that's just the price of doing business. Yeah. You know, and that's 2018. Let's look at 2019 because, you know, we're moving ahead. Uh, as you mentioned, once once the weather gets a little bit nicer, construction will start back up again. Uh, as you just finalized or wrapping up as we speak from the site out there. So we can feel pretty confident looking at 2019. How, how, how are we looking in 2019? Have you guys gotten your timelines done yet, or are we still sharpening the pencils? Well, with the, uh, the McDermott contract being let, uh, you know, they start um, ramping up pretty rapidly on design folks and procurement people and, uh, so, you know, the first half of the year will be uh, spent with a lot of design, uh, getting ready for foundations and so forth, uh, starting, um, you know, early summer. Uh, a lot of fabrication contracts going out in the room. So, you know, even though we're not in the field, there's going to be a lot happening. And uh, just being ready for, for all the tinker toys to arrive out there on the site and start getting stuff up in the air. Uh, you know, in addition to that, uh, we're busy on other potential projects. And, uh, you know, 2019 is going to be an extraordinarily busy year for, for Meridian. You mentioned uh, uh, other projects. And just last question here as we wrap up. Uh, I have heard a little rumbling that you guys are possibly thinking about some other shale plays once you get the formula down um, on this particular project up in the Bakken. Is that any truth behind that? Are you guys looking at some other shale plays possibly? I mean, without giving away all the company secrets, I guess. Well, it's an open secret. I mean, you can't, you can't spend as much money as we did engineering Davis and not want to amplify your return on that investment through other projects. So, um, yeah, I, I would say that all of the major shale areas in the United States are under review right now. And, uh, you know, our, our focus is on local crude, uh, local regional markets, and, uh, you know, an area where we can add a lot to, uh, to both the oil industry and, and to what local consumers see at the, at the pump. So, yeah, all of the shale areas in the U.S. are under review right now. Any final words, last thoughts? Uh, as far as we wrap up 2018 and look forward to 2019? I can remember talking to you um, a couple of years ago and just saying that uh, we're extremely happy to be, to be becoming part of the uh, 
the Bakken and part of the North Dakota business community, and I still feel that way. We're eager to get going out there and uh, grateful for all the support that we've seen.